We're back. Uh, this is episode number 71 of Chunky Glasses, the podcast. Uh, and I am Kevin, as usual. If you are one of our 12 listeners, you might have known this. We went on a little hiatus uh, on account of the 4th of July holiday and my birthday. So uh, headed up to Wisconsin, ate a bunch of cheese, drank a bunch of beer, and listened to a lot of John Cougar Mellencamp. Uh, the takeaway from that is uh, if you have not uh, driven across rural Wisconsin, on the 4th of July, listening to John Cougar Mellencamp's, uh, then I would argue uh, you have not lived. Uh, it is a very sublime experience. Uh, so get out there and do that. Uh, go to Wisconsin as much as you can, actually, because the state fucking rules. Uh, at any rate, uh, that was then. This is now. We are back. Uh, this week we have a uh, fantastic conversation with a band that is, I think it's safe to say, this is a super group uh, made up of members of, uh, I think, four to five bands. One of them actually sort of famous uh, out of Richmond. Um, they came together last year uh, and it just went to a studio that uh, one of them owns and runs and kicked out an album, Soup to Nuts, in about 20 days. Uh, more amazing than that, that album kicks all the ass. More amazing than that, their live show kicks all the ass that's left over from the ass getting kicked by the album and by them finishing an album in under a month, basically. So, the name of the band is Avers. Uh, they are from Richmond, Virginia. Uh, Quinn, myself, uh, and the air conditioner at the Rock and Roll Hotel sat down to talk with them. Uh, you'll hear that air conditioner in the background. Sorry about that. Only so much you can take out. Uh, at any rate, had, had a really great conversation with these guys. Uh, one thing to note, and I hope it comes across, there's... Bands, it requires there's, – there's a required chemistry uh, for bands to work. And I've talked to quite a few bands and been seeing bands for, for you know, years, decades. Uh, I, I don't know that I have seen a chemistry quite this palpable uh, with any band, uh, certainly not since we started the site. Uh, it, it is amazing to see them talk about uh, just creating the joy in creating. And, and really, that's all they're there for, all they care about. Sure. They got an album out. They got to push it. Sure, they got a tour. Sure. Like, living the dream would be all of a sudden they're big and famous. They're bigger than you, too. The biggest band in the world. Whatever. Uh, but at the end of the day, it boils down to they just love making music. And the music they make, uh, it, it shows through and through in their album, uh, Empty Light. So uh, that's about all I'm going to ramble on about. Uh, here we go. This is episode number 71 of Chunky Lies of the Podcast. Uh, and this is us sitting down with the band Abers. Here and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Yeah, two words of you just a shit sandwich. That right there is a wonderful house. Cool. 
Yeah, you can ask me questions too. Whatever, whatever you want to do. Um, I do want to start with there's there's this weird, uh, nasty, uh, PR speak thing. Then a band comes out and their first album, they say, you know, our band comes out and they are fully formed and it doesn't really, it's <laughs> sort of sort of gross and stuff. <laughs> what is it? Fully formed. Fully formed. A band, they, they just arrived fully formed. Okay. What does that mean? Exactly, but the thing All is, soccer. <laughs> well, I, I think it means partially that it's it's a it's it's a good album. But in the case of you guys' album, like, there's almost no better way to describe it. I mean, this is not when you hear it. I don't think this is not like a debut album. Like, this is sounds like you guys have been doing this forever. That's um, and I know, I know, yeah. and and so so what's fascinating to me though is. I try to put together the timeline, and I can't figure it out. <laughs> so, how the fuck are you guys doing this? Well, I mean, um, I don't know. I, it was interesting for me personally to kind of come back to Richmond last year after uh, making a record in Seattle with my other band and uh, meeting Adrian and Alex at a bar, and then kind of just, you know, it was really quick. Well, it was a quick introduction and then it was kind of quick into making music quick into mixing the record and then we kind of sat on it for a long time so it was like I don't know def- the timeline is was very short on mm-hmm. making the record it was just June to July the record was done last year and then um, we kind of just sat around with it and, and were uh, figuring out how to put it out so I mean you know, you know that feeling when you when you meet a new friend and you're mm-hmm. not just going with you know same old chap to the bar to grab a drink. It's like, oh man, this is awesome! Yeah, and you're yeah. like really hitting it off, and that that's pretty much like the chemistry that seemed to happen with this band. It was there was all new relationships. Meeting Tyler recently, I met Charlie. We were working on his other band's record. And, mm-hmm. uh, JL and James and I had met each other before, but hadn't really gone into the studio to write and, and work on stuff. So it was all like a bunch of new people working together, and it clicked. And we were just so high off of it. I think we're, we still are. Yeah. Actually, I, I played with Tyler a long time ago. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'm the only one who was a veteran. We were the only veterans. Yeah, I guess, we, but we played together. Yeah, they played in a band. Well, James J-L. and Jay oh, yeah. all yeah, played those two band as well. Before, and Andrew and I played in a band. Together. Right, yeah. So we, like, we all haven't played together until Avers, yeah. but, um, but we all have, like, in some form played yeah. a little bit. But, like, completely different music, too. So. Mm. Well, I think, you, I think more of what your question was, if I understood it correctly, was like, how exactly did we get together? I think it, in a way, all of us with the, the connections that everybody has mentioned, it's like we were all doing other things, but I can only speak for myself, but I have the feeling everybody felt the same way I did in the sense that we all wanted to do something new, right. just something fresh and something that was going to be fun. And, and you guys are all currently in other bands too, right? Yeah. 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 So, I mean... Does this feel necessarily different, better, worse than... Very different, and I think one of the things that was the largest difference had to do with the place that we all got uh-huh. together, and that was uh, Montrose Studio in, in Richmond, which Adrian runs, and his dad has... I guess, did your father start the studio in a way, or is it just, just you? Uh, well, my, my dad ran a studio in the... Um, early to late 80s in Richmond called the Flood Zone that, that yeah, had some uh, recognition. They were doing some really interesting things and, and when, when I came along he kind of hung up the, the mu- musician hat and went to uh, 
breaking uh, Western Quarter horses on the ranch that I grew up. Okay. And then when I was about 14, I started asking some kind of geeky audio questions, and he was like, I don't know, this this is a dangerous path. <laughs> so, you know, I think, you know, obviously time passed and I became really interested in it. Right, and, right, and right, right. So him and I built up a studio that started in the basement and ended up being this kind of larger, crazy complex, which it, is where we did the record. Yeah, and it's turned into something that, to me, is like almost a member of the band. Um, and to answer your initial question, yeah. I mean, that the first time all of us made music together was in the Montrose studio. It's in a unique spot. It's pastoral in a uh -huh. way, but it also has like the equipment there is mainly like vintage, but there's also, you know, it's very modern. It's just such a comfortable place to be. And then to, to meet all these new people or meet them musically, at least it was felt magical to me. I felt like it was really lucky. I yeah, think it's also really important to note that and no, there was never talk that we were going to be a band. Oh, yeah. Like, it was just, we wanted oh. to go in the studio and make music together as, like, a full-blown experiment. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so then it kind of morphed into, once we had kind of, I guess, finished maybe six or seven, eight songs, it was like, well, man, these would be really fun to play out live type of thing, as opposed to, like, us getting us talking to each other and being like, we should start this this new band. Yeah, no no rehearsals. There was there's none of that like, you know, there was no like rehearsals. Get something together and then, you know, and then book time in a studio. We just no, Adrian like had some time available, and oh. James was like nagging him about starting. You know, starting to record some stuff, no, and, like I'm just. Yeah. <laughs> and they hung out. Yeah. Hey man, can we record something? Can we? Can we? Can we do something? Now, now, how about now? Now, now. And I think both both of us had studios at the time. I no longer do. I retract that comment. Scratch that from the record. We both thought it wasn't going to happen because we email back and forth and nothing would happen. But I think both both of us really wanted to try it. I don't think I even knew about it until about four days before we did it. Right. I heard you playing an interesting, like... Probably me neither. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, you neither. Before, uh, before you guys got on this project, is, was, were your past music, musical experiences more band-heavy or more, like, recording-heavy and songwriting-heavy? Band. Band. Yeah. yeah definitely, I mean, I feel like record. to have unlimited time in the studio, not unlimited, but just the way that we work uh, in this band you know, kind of just being able to get in the studio and writing and not just focusing on the live aspect or being in a practice space, like writing songs where you can't hear the product, yeah. you know, whatever's coming back through the speakers right away. You know, I think that that is super important to this band to, to be able to write in the studio. And, you know, previously, you know, I feel like we've all made a couple records and stuff, but it's never been so easy, I feel like, to make a record as it is with this band the way we made the last one you know well and I mean if soup to nuts we're talking a month that's yeah that's a, it's an insane pace it was crazy I mean we had you know I came in a little later through the record but you know I think it didn't really ch the recording process didn't really change much when I came in it was you know we somebody would bring in like an idea for a song and then we'd flesh that out and then through the course of one night you know we'd try to get a whole song to tape you know and yeah the record is the first ten songs we ever did together yeah, yeah. I mean, we didn't have like 25 songs and we worked on it for a year and yeah 
came up with this sound or whatever. Like it's literally the first Tim thing we did. Yeah. Did you when you when you were putting down the tracks? I mean, did you have any concept of like what you were doing, or was it just a barrel through it? This feels good. We're just going to keep going and then see what we end up with. Well, I, I mean, we had a couple rules. Really, only two. I think it was one that we would get together and bring an unfinished song and really try our damnedest to be done by the time at least the sun came up or we quit. You know, not like, oh, well, we'll fix it later. Or, you know, oh, we'll write some lyrics later and it'll be great. No, it's like we're going to keep pushing until we're, like, so stoked on it. And it's like a done song. Maybe it needs a mix. Maybe it needs a little, like, sprinkle of an overdub. But I mean, um, there is conceptual ideas as to, like, the sound sure um especially because adrian is an engineer and producer and the first day that we went in the studio like not really knowing each other or some of us didn't really know each other just like hanging out trying to like record something he had set up all these like different stations in the studio with like just weird (laughs) weird you know like studio (laughs) geek stuff um so i mean he he had he had some ideas as as like what kind of sounds he was interested in and mostly just like experimenting with like stuff that maybe he hadn't experimented with before or like seeing if we could create something cool out of like yeah that was, that was know, really JL just goes and picks up the 12 or I go pick up the 12 string playing going through the Leslie and like see what mm-hmm. happens and we're all going to play these instruments together and yeah. then we like wrote white horses on that spot with, with that was a really funny day for me because I remember being so hungover and having a lot of time and I just <laughs> wandered around the studio and basically like I played like a an old ace tone transistor organ through okay. an amp and I was like oh this would be great if I added a phaser in this delay and just sat there and played it until I thought it sounded cool and then moved on to the next station so I, I don't know I remember I, I remember JL finishing up some later track in the record and we're like man I haven't even brought my, my shit over here yeah. this is weird <laughs> <laughs> what's going on <laughs> and then uh there's also a house attached to the studio, so like yeah. we basically lived there for like the Dinners, whole last summer. Family football, lots of beer being oh, consumed, lots of beer. It was like record setting, record setting beer. And it was like Vietnam hot. Yeah, but Richmond in the summer is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is the swamp worse than DC, I think. Oh, the studio's so. cool, so we just like so we just hung out and, and get it done. And I think a lot of it was just driven by some kind of it almost felt like at least for me that a bunch of teenagers had like free reign of this amazing recording studio but knew what we were doing a little bit right to where like if, if I mean you could have some harebrained idea that you would have like in your in your middle school band You're like man we should put the phaser on the two bus you know like some <laughs> well, idea or whatever and then it would just be like okay like, but we can do that. We Let's know how to do that now. You know what I mean? It's yeah. sort of like, but it was that type of excitement. It was the same excitement that I had when I was probably 15 or 16 years old playing music and like right. maybe recording for the first time with like a, you know, initial Pro Tools setup or like, a, you know, I used to have like a Tascam four track. Yeah, it's the same thing. It almost felt like the first time I had recorded. You know, it was that same yeah. type of excitement. And I think all of us, once that ex- excitement starts to build and all six of us get excited about something, it's like palpable and it's go. Yeah, and I think it, it comes across on the record. There's very much uh, uh, almost like a shamelessness. I don't know if that would be the right word, but it's just you do these rock songs and it, it can go deep into like, 
you're about to roll your 20-sided die out and you have this <laughs> Hobbit rock, but then it bounces right back into a pop song. Yeah. And it's, it's it, I don't know, it just draws you in. And so for a fan of music like that, which I am, you know, if you guys had just done like 10 songs of Drone, you know, like that and really psychedelic stuff, I would have been like, that's awesome. It There's enough there, there's more than enough there to keep anybody, I think, completely interested and reach out to all these different like groups that are latch, that will eventually I think latch on to what you're doing um, when you guys finished the record did you it was like walking out in the sunlight all bleary eyed and you're like oh fuck what do we do now kind of I mean the yeah. last Tyler yeah. like, <laughs> was like let's be a band let's take this yeah. on the road I was like, like we, should, okay. we, should, we should totally do this thing live and like really actually you know try to um, see what can happen you know and yeah. I, it definitely was a marathon mix session that we did at Montrose like in July of last year it's like a week straight of mixing of, with just like everybody there for I don't know every day all day drinking doing whatever swimming, swimming lots of swimming and yeah, so like mixed the record with Adrian and sometimes the help of us <laughs> yeah he came down and helped out and you know, we definitely walked away from that week feeling exhausted, but like I think excited to um, see what people thought. You know, of the live show too, and that's when we became a band. Because it was just like let's get together and record some stuff, and then like the more we were like, wow, we really work well together. Mm-hmm. Then we were like, well, let's turn this into an album. We have like almost ten songs. Sure, let's just do it, and then let's turn this into a band. Like, let's, yeah, let's like actually get it mastered and go and whatever. And right. We got it mastered like in a month, and it was like we had a record. Yeah. And, and then we, we were a band. <laughs> Radio announcer man. Yeah. I think also the what you're talking about before with the difference of sound. Like we have so many different songwriters in this band, uh-huh. and even though like our rule is to take something unfinished, so a lot of times we're like writing. If I'm singing a song, like maybe Jail's written like a chorus or right, something like right. that, but um, sometimes we piece together different people's songs but I think that that's why it sounds so different and I'm glad that you think that that's a good thing because it can be kind of um I think it I think it's a really hard thing to do to try to like mix like a bunch of different singers and songwriters but for some Mm. reason I think that there's good chemistry where we like know how to write parts for each other's other each other's songs it it sounds like and I I don't know whether it's not it's intentional or not too is that it also sounds well studied like if you if you told me that you had a B-side of What's the Story, Morning Glory from Oasis, I, would not, I wouldn't be shocked. I'd be like, because you... I think James has that one yeah. up his okay. sleeve. <laughs> because there's that, you hear, uh, even the first track, you know, there's huge, like, U2, like, guitars, and it's, it's not something you expect, say, out of Richmond or people to be doing today, really, and have it work. And I think that's the difference, is that it works. You can look at it, and I... I you know, I'm a little older. I can look at it. I can point and see all these points that I'm like, oh yeah, I know that. I know that. I know that. At the end, when it all mixes together, it sounds nothing like all that. And all those things are things that are sort of proven to work. But I'm getting that you guys that there was no intent to do that. It was just no. I think we're all just like fans of music, and and mm-hmm. I think that we we have we've listened to all to such varieties of music like JL actually really loves hip hop and he, that's kind of where his heart lies and like you know I <laughs> I think you told me that the other day right I love the rapper oh my god that would be amazing Chance the Rapper is so good uh, yeah. but I think um, you know we've all like we all come from different styles of bands too but we've never done something so straightforward uh, 
so kind of in your face rock and roll, mm-hmm. you know? And I think um, the fact that we've all done other projects, you know, I think it brought us to the point where we, we were ready to try something completely new from, from that. Cool. Uh, um, so you guys, this is, this is not your first tour, tour, or is it your first tour? We've been just doing like three to four day to runs four up and yeah, up and down like the Northeast. But this is our first um, where we get to be in the band, <laughs> I mean in the van together for like nine days. When this is over, is it just going to be like, let's knock out another album a month? We've started recording stuff already. I mean, we have, uh, we have they, like, they did a beach trip um, without me and to like try to, I was, I was gone and doing something else, but like they were, uh, they went to the beach and brought some gear with them and Adrian. Yeah, that was, that was a extremely, uh, we, we, I guess we upped the do one song a day to what did it turn out to three? Three. We did we 10, for, we did 10 in, in four days. Four days, yeah. There, and, uh, those are like more demos, so we're gonna have to yeah. go back and re-record some stuff. But it was like a writing session that we did. Yeah, the same yeah. idea though—that we would start with an unfinished song and get it to a point where it's not like you yeah. know, it's to a place where you could play it and someone would get the idea. And I don't know. I think we were starting at like eleven and going to five or six, waking up and doing it every day for four days. It was awesome. And again, I think it was a, a matter of going back to like mantras, where it was recorded, place, yeah. the place where it's being recorded, being almost a member of, of the music that's happening. Uh, it's my grandparents' house, both now deceased, but it's in... Um, Our respect. Kill Devil Hills uh, in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And my mom is one of ten kids, and all the kids jointly yeah. own the house and share it. It's a very special place for me. So I might have been imposing that feeling on everyone right, else, right. but maybe whether they felt it or not, I felt like it was a character in the in that session. So yeah. yeah, I've personally never done any type of writing. I mean, it was almost like a retreat type of thing where, you know, spiritual. You know, it was very spiritual. But the intent was to go down and see how many ideas we could come up with. Right. You know, with no preconceived notions of. Anything. But I mean, it, I was. I would have been excited if we had done two songs. You know, I mean, it was it wasn't like how much can we get done? It was just like once we started going. I mean, it's something that we all are really passionate and love making music. So once we start like going, it's really kind of we, it, somebody has to crash. Which yeah, it's interesting to hear you say it because it's like you guys are talking about going down and being like, well, we'll do one or two songs and stuff. Or a lot of people would go like, we'll take a week to do this. And if you're looking at like now a more like singles driven like economy and doing all this stuff like potentially you guys could have an album out like every other month <laughs> that's true that would be cool <laughs> I, I mean, really my goal is to, is yeah. to, is yeah. to develop a market that, that we can that it's just what Amber's, we do yeah. no no I'm serious it likes what we do it, you know, I mean it'd be great if we were the biggest band in the world but I, I just want enough people to make it make sense for us to put out records yeah. all the time yeah. Like, yeah. like whenever we're, we finish <laughs> like not waiting you know I hate that's, that's my goal right because if we weren't uh, trying to push Empty Light right now which like we love the album like right. we, we would honestly be like done with our album our next album and just yeah. like putting yeah, it yeah. And, and that's a side of it that you have to do and that like yeah can drag you down or you can just be like this is a part of it frustrated by the whole like album cycle yeah, yeah. I think stuff. it's not even the album cycle but it's like I don't know. I felt like this when Head and the Heart finished the last record. I was like, we're sitting on this thing for six months before yeah. anybody else hears it. We did this with Empty Light because we were trying to figure out how we were going to be a band. But when you already have like the resources or, or you have the band is already together uh-huh. and you're already playing live shows, 
just put it out the next day. <laughs> it, it, There's yeah, a whole PR it, cycle well, that has to happen. The PR cycle is it's interesting like, because, like, I know, I like on the way over here, I just got uh, Eric Johnson's new album. Yeah, and I know for a fact that's been in the can for like six months. Yep. Why? Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it's just the PR thing. It's like we need to promote this before so it can have a great first week on Billboard, and it's like uh, that doesn't. Re- that's not like what music is about it's not know? really relevant anymore. it's not I relevant I don't anymore. think that's the same model anymore no, no it's like, I think that's left over from like a different time yeah, yeah. but I, I think if you're like a small band like we are right now where it's like you can just keep going and keep putting out records right. and if you do that it becomes a part of your identity as a band yeah and it's so, like I mean, you said getting getting your getting people to know who we are and enough. how we're doing it there was somebody who said it was like a thousand people who are like giving you money yeah. the right amount of money they're your core audience yeah. you can make a comfortable living which is probably not the number but it's, it's somewhere <laughs> somewhere, <laughs> somewhere there yeah um, and yeah I've seen a lot of people do like subscription stuff oh yeah definitely bit, which they'll be like Merge is doing subscribe that. I'll do yeah. well no, no actually artists oh they'll artists like, yeah you subscribe to me and then I'm going to do a song a week for you that would be cool yeah, yeah. And it, but you guys seem to be able to pull that off yeah the whole thing I think having an obligation like that would be, yeah. (laughs) I think the obligation of that, having to like provide somebody with a song every week, I think, you know, it's kind of, it's nice to be able to still be on our own time, you know, and that definitely helps with Adrian having a great studio where we can, you know, just go and decamp and write and hang out, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I love that option worked out. I love being in the studio. Dude, I really, I mean, like, cram me in as much as you want. I just yeah. love to be in there. And, uh, you guys probably feel all the same. It's just fun. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you heard it here first, folks. Adrian Olsen. That's one thing that's cool. Everybody in this band um, were experienced, like, in terms of making the right. first record, even though we weren't even thinking about that. Everybody had been in the studio before. It wasn't like, I mean, multiple times. I mean, I've made three records, and I'm in the studio every day with my job. James had made three records. Charlie had made a bunch of records. Tyler made a bunch of records. Adrian makes records every day. Alex had made a bunch of records. So even though we had never played together, like, we kind of, all of us, I feel like, understood how to, um, how to make songs in the studio. But the one thing that's really different was I had never written in the studio with other people. Right. Like, it was always like, all right, cool, man, we got these songs, we booked a week, like, we're going to go do it, you know, and you'd like learn this little part for eight months, and then you'd go into the studio, and you're like, all right, I got to play this part really well. Perfect. Like, yeah. This time it was like, all right, man, I'm going to play the Fender Rose, let me play the piano. Let's all see right. what happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that sucks. Well, <laughs> moving on. Cool station. Yeah, right. It's all yeah. straight. <laughs> so it's just, I think that's a really cool aspect of what we do. Yeah, it's this might be the last push, I think, but so. Being from Richmond, like I said up front, like I lived in Richmond for about a decade. What the actual fuck is going on down there that is is promoting this? Because it has a rich history. It has a rich history of hardcore, of jazz. It has never had like this. Like you guys aren't the only ones doing this here yeah. that are like, as excited about like what they're doing, and it's fascinating to see people from a place I left that it was not that to all of a sudden now it's like holy shit like this is where it's this is what shit's happening now I think you know a lot, some of that has to do with just the way we've all grown up you know where it's not like such a uniform it's not like one thing you know mm-hmm. there's not just one genre of music that people enjoy anymore so people are willing to blend influences and 
and kind of go out to see shows that they normally wouldn't go to see because it's not their style or whatever it is. I think there isn't a real style for any kid anymore. You know, it's just everybody's kind of their own thing and a very unique. Yeah, the internet is kind of like fractured and then united everyone. It's amazing. But like, um, I think that a lot of that has to do with what's going on in Richmond and obviously VCU people. You know, you have an influx of new kids every year there who, you know, are bringing their their own taste in. You know, and Mm -hmm. it's melding and mixing, and also the fact that you know venues are opening up that are supporting music that we make. You know, like the Camel, Broadberry, Strange Matter. Strange Matter. None of that was there. Yeah, I mean, oh really? Like yeah, three fifty right now. It's probably going to be more like five hundred, and once they yeah. get their act together, I also feel like the musicians like who are in different genres or whatever, or like different styles or different crowds, like support each other a lot more. Yeah, there's so much now support. Than yeah, they did when I moved to Richmond in two thousand five. Like it was like, oh man, I'm not going to go see that show. Like that's a exactly punk yeah rock show. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then now it's like, oh man, I know. You know, Charlie, he's in this band. I'm going to go see their band tonight. It's like nobody cares anymore that it's not like their scene. Like, right. the exactly. Richmond scene is not as sectionalized as it was like when I moved there right. in 05. It's way more like wide open. I think that's really People true. doing things that are like, I feel like no one is afraid to like be original, mm-hmm. you know, and like take chances and, and try to be like a different than their peers or whatever I don't know the right way to say it but like no, people yeah. aren't afraid to, to, to right. be different than another band and get on the same bill yeah. and just like jump on a bill yeah. with your buddies because it's like your friends and they're doing the same thing you're doing yeah. they're, they're going for it like trying like making records and playing shows yeah. also because there aren't a whole lot of venues in Richmond so right. a lot of people play under I feel like uh, this might be going out on a limb but I feel like RVA Mag has come along done a lot for, yeah, for the music actually. scene in Richmond because they, they do they don't just cover one genre they don't cover, just cover like yeah. the you know the, the the hardcore or the jazz they, they seem to like find the stuff that they everything. like and cover the whole base mm-hmm. so I feel like a publication like that that feels really current with our peers is helped bring the seen that the a lot of music writers together. popping up on there mm-hmm. and stuff yeah. it's just uh it's fascinating to see. Is Alley Cat still open or not? No. no. It, was, it was a metal, uh, hardcore, yeah, slash hardcore venue. Alley Cat's was the shit. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, oh, it was awesome. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, all it takes is just like a small group of people. Yeah. And then like those people get other people excited and then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, we're doing something here. Yeah. yeah. Everybody like just like starts. I mean, that's how it happens in this group. Yeah. Like, one person in the studio gets excited about an idea and then y'all get excited about an idea and we're like, go for it all night because we're like, Everybody's like in Richmond and like really into Richmond. So, right so it's like yeah. Yeah. So everybody's like, Yeah, let's do this. And yeah. It's right. kind of like a snowball, I guess. Yeah. So you've observed it living up here looking over Absolutely. Down, down it's, 95. It, it's been a uh, moved in two thousand seven and there was some stuff going around. I mean that was when it got really out of the, the metal scene and hardcore scene and there was less divide there. Um and then, but slowly seeing more and more bands, specifically more like indie bands. Uh, I don't know if I'd qualify you guys as an indie band, but you know, whatever you want to, if you're going to put a genre on it, whatever. But uh, seeing more and more of that come up, and not, it, it's not just more and more of that. I mean, like I said, there have always been a wealth of musicians there. You graduate VCU and you stick around and you cook in a restaurant. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's what I said. But yeah. the bands coming out are all 
phenomenal. What, like, are, what are your favorites? Uh, right now, like, uh, My Darling Fur- uh, Fury. Oh, Danny, yeah, I know Danny. God, yeah, it's are, like, that's and you talk about, like, being fearless and doing stuff, like, that yeah. is, nobody on the surface would look at me and be like, I want that music. And then you get in front of them and you're just like, what the yeah. hell is going on? Yeah, uh, was it Positive Numbers or Positive No? Positive, positive yeah. No, yeah. They're good. Uh, yeah, have just, you heard Sleepwalkers? I have not. Should uh, I? Yeah. yeah cool. They just started awesome. and we played a couple shows with them. Yeah, yeah they're amazing. Amazing. and I'm hearing that more too. That like uh, band just started and they're awesome. It's just yeah. like well, and they they also been everybody's of Duchess, of Duchess of York. Like everybody's been in other bands. I think that's the thing about Richmond, Richmond right now is it's a lot of bands that are forming from members of old bands. Right. You know, so they've done it before and they've been through it. And not only that, but like traveling around a lot and seeing other cities. Like Richmond is starting to grow. You know, and it's starting yeah. to have something bigger than. You know, especially where it was in like 2005 or 2002, yeah, yeah. and it's yeah. very cheap, yeah. and so artists can live there. You know, like musicians can still afford to live there, and the restaurant scene is kind of really coming up. So mm-hmm. it's like kind of spotlighting national, you know, eyes on on the city for that reason. So I mean, there's just a lot of stuff, a lot of good good things happening. It seems like people are rising to the challenge. Actually, people are rising to the challenge. Yeah. 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 So yeah, we. I think we've all noticed like the same thing that you have. I mean, being there just sort of, it's hard to tell when you're in the midst of it, but I, you know, I think everyone will agree with me that there's, you get this general sensation of a, that it's fizzy. It's, you know, it's yeah. getting, it's We're just excited getting, yeah. Like, man, we should move to New York. Like, man, that's what sucks. So well, like, let's do it. There's a cool bunch of cool shows Here's, here's what Richmond used to out. be. It's like, man, I'm just not going to do anything. Exactly. <laughs> I, I'm just going to sit here. Yeah. I want to, I, I really have a good idea, but I'm not going to do anything. That's Seattle it. now. <laughs> Sick burn. Yeah. Uh, I think that's about it. Unless you guys had something else, yeah, you want to talk about? I'm good. I think that was great. Yeah, let's go right. see a show. Awesome, man. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, of course. Uh, Thanks, man. Have a good show tonight. Thank you. There you go. Uh, that was Abers. Uh, immediately after that conversation, uh, we left the room, said goodbye, by high fiving everybody, went downstairs, and then about an hour later, they completely destroyed the Rock and Roll Hotel. Um, if you haven't seen them, I implore you, they're going to come to your town eventually. They're just finishing up a tour, so maybe not immediately, but they, they're going to come to your town. Go see them uh, if you are a fan of rock and roll at all. Uh, it, this is a, this is just a fascinating mix of people operating at I think the creative peak. Um, and I hope that came across in, in our conversation. That that's sort of what they think, too. I mean, this is this is working for them, firing all cylinders. So who knows how long it's going to last, so see it while you can. Uh, also go out and get their album, Empty Like. Uh, you can probably get it on iTunes. And, you know, wherever you buy your music, do that. Uh, if you pay for streaming music, it's on audio. I think it's on Spotify. So do all that. But if you can buy it, go ahead and buy it. Uh, you, will, you will not regret it. Fantastic album. 
Uh, that is it for our podcast this week. Coming up in the next few weeks, uh, let's see what we got. PJ Sykes uh, finally is going to come out. We're going to put that out next Tuesday, I believe. Uh, just found out today that he got confirmed that he's shooting uh, Merge 25 for four Merge records. So congratulations to him. Cannot wait to see what those shots look like. But given his history, they're probably going to be awesome. Uh, we've got an interview with Mother Falcon uh, coming up. Uh, we've got a whole lot of other great interviews set up. Uh, we have, have you ever maybe wondered what it's like to be run an open mic night or go to an open mic night? Or have you ever played an open mic night? We're going to be talking to two guys in the area uh, that run uh, some of the biggest open mic nights around here uh, to find out all the stories behind that. Uh, so a lot of great stuff coming up. Uh, we're going to keep it about one podcast a week now for uh, a little while, a few weeks, and then uh, crank it right back up. Uh, so, as usual, thanks for listening. Uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can listen to us on Stitcher uh, if you are uh, internet-enabled uh, like that, or savvy, as if you will. Um, you can listen to us right on the site. And we always, uh, or as always, uh, we thank you for listening. Uh, so that is it for this week, and we will talk to you in a few short days. Uh, hopefully see you at a show soon. Bye. We're